On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sitdowns with your host, Jenny Anchando. Gillibo is the author of The Side Hustle, The $100 Startup, and the newly released book, The Money Tree, a story about finding fortune in your own backyard. And you know many of us are looking for a little fortune right now, so we brought Chris in for a second shot, sit down to help us all kind of get a second shot in this career world. Hey, Chris, good to see you. Hey, Jenny, good to see you too. Well, I hear that you are the guy who knows how to mm, start a business with no money. So <laughs> to tell okay. us how you do that, inquiring minds want to know. Oh, I think, um, I don't know if I'm the guy because I feel like everybody has this knowledge. It's just a question of how can I unlock this knowledge? You know, I feel like everybody has a skill. Everybody's an expert at something. Even if you think, oh, I only went to school for this thing or this is my vocation, this is my profession. There actually is something you can do to kind of extract that knowledge and then share it in a way that's, that's bringing you an extra income, which is what everybody's looking for these days. You know, people are looking for security. They understand that they can't, you know, entrust their well-being to a corporation, even if they are fortunate to have a good job. Um, so essentially what people are doing all over the world is, is, you know, how can I start a side hustle that is an asset for me, not just another part-time job? How can I do something that's truly bringing, you know, real income, you know, not driving for Uber or something, but real income for, you know, uh, to help me have more options in, in the future. And, you know, the way you do that, there, there's all kinds of different expressions of it. People right. are starting little products and services and reselling and going on Etsy and all kinds of different things. So when we go to your website, sidehustleschool.com, we get this message that says this, don't quit your day job, work on your hustle for half an hour a day, be up and running in four weeks. That is mm -hmm. very enticing. What's the real process? If somebody hears that message yep. and thinks, I've got a half an hour a day, what's step one mm -hmm. of that process? Great. Um, so step one is is to have an idea. Everything starts with an idea. And if you're not sure like what my idea is, well, on Side Hustle School, I've done 1,200 episodes, 1,200 days in a row. You know, every single day a different idea, a different story, a different case study. Looking at somebody out there who has a day job, who is not like a full-time entrepreneur. It's not like I'm going to go on Shark Tank and ask for money. It's somebody who has a day job but yet finds a way to you know, actually like turn that thing into money, as we said, that idea they have, that skill, that passion, et cetera. So, so what is your idea? What is your skill? How can that go into, how can you implement? How can you make a plan? How can you produce a product or a service? Who is your ideal customer? How do you get it out to them? That's kind of like the five-step process, but it all starts with the right idea. Okay, so you have to start with the idea, then you have to write out your business plan. And you can, you say that people can do this without really investing much of their own money or without investing mm. someone else's money. Um, you know, in the yeah. world of seeing people develop their dreams on TV, I think a lot of us think that we mm. need Mark Cuban to invest in us before right. we can actually start right. a business. Uh -huh. um, how does somebody start a business if they don't have Mark Cuban and they don't have Shark Tank? Sure. Uh, how do yep. they start that on their own with no money? Uh, well, in the new book, The Money Tree, I wrote about this model called The Third Way. And um, the first way of starting a business is, 
okay, I'm going to start a coffee shop or a dry cleaner or something. And so we're all familiar with that. You're going to write that business plan, like you mentioned. You are going to have to borrow money one way or another, uh, either from yourself or from your parents or from the bank or from the credit card or something. The second way is that, that Shark Tank model. And that works for some people. That's great. Shark Tank's a wonderful show. You can learn some stuff from it. But there's all kinds of other people around the world who are pursuing this third way model, which is about, okay, I don't have a lot of resources. Um, what is it that I can start quickly? How can I you know, get something out? How can I get a one-page website up? How can I have some kind of offer that people can pay for with PayPal or Venmo? This is not complicated, like everybody has one of those accounts. Um, and then how can I get that going in a short period of time, like you mentioned? Because if I do that, then I'm gonna learn a lot. And maybe that project will work, maybe it won't work, but if it doesn't, then I haven't lost a lot of money. I have actually learned something along the way that's going to help you know, the next one the next one work better, perhaps. So I'm seeing people like make all kinds of adjustments, you know, in this day and age uh, to COVID-19, and also just to the general understanding of of uncertainty and realizing that okay, we're going to have to look out for ourselves. So what can we do? You know, I just talked to a woman uh, recently who's put together this like virtual meditation community, and uh, she has people pay like $20 a month. So it's not a burdensome thing for most of those people, $20 a month. But they're in this community. They get to hear from guest experts. They all talk together on Zoom and such. And she's making, the, the woman who started it, she's making about $3,000 a month from this, you know, doing it part time. So there's all kinds of things like that that can be done if you follow the right idea and if you experiment and adjust along the way. Wow. Chris, to me, some of this comes down to confidence because you say, mm -hmm. you know, everybody knows something. Everybody has something they can sell or market or mm -hmm. share with the world. But I know a big mm -hmm. part of it is that we don't mm -hmm. always think that we have the answers for anybody. How do we shift yeah. our mindsets to find our skills to be valuable and know that the rest of the world could benefit mm -hmm. from them? Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because more and more I'm, I'm seeing that the biggest gap or the biggest obstacle is not the lack of knowledge. Like a lot of these, these business concepts are really quite simple um, and the steps to follow are not that difficult. Um, but as you say, a lot of people feel like I, I'm not good enough or maybe I learned you know, what I know how to do in my job, but I don't see you know, how, it, how it can translate or adapt in some way. But I would encourage you to think about all of the skills that you have, like if you're working in, in journalism, you have communication skills, you know, your discipline, you're able to kind of adjust on the fly. Those skills can be used in lots of different ways. If you're a teacher, you know, you're also a good communicator. You're, you're good at, um, you know, organizing, you're good at planning, you're good at uh, you know, like imparting knowledge. If you're an engineer, then you are logical, you're analytical, you're good at kind of looking at process and, and putting things together. So I would also encourage you, if you're really not sure, like what are my marketable skills, then uh -huh. ask your friends and say, what am I good at? What's the thing that you always want to know about that you come to me for? Because uh, often the clue is there. It's not necessarily a professional skill. It can often be like a, a, a topic or some kind of knowledge that you know more about than anybody else does just because you're passionate about it. Uh, but thanks to the internet, you know, now we can connect with people all over the world who have those shared interests, those shared values, and those those shared beliefs. So it's not just like, oh, I have to have like an ice, ice cream truck in my neighborhood and, and right. sell to people like in my, you know, surrounding area. I can, I can connect with people all over the world. So let's give an example here. Like I'm thinking of Sean who's shooting mm. this interview, has a vast range of right. skills from, uh, right. from shooting to editing to, you know, um, creatively putting a production together right. aside from the uh, the obvious side hustle for something like that is okay we'll get more shooting writing and editing work but the other mm -hmm. component what i'm hearing you say is no teach other people yeah. how to do that and what do you do like create an online course or well an online course is a great way to start and i would say sean should, should specialize a bit because there are a lot of people in these fields okay um, but there's a lot of skills there are a lot of skills associated with it so 
you know, sometimes I talk with somebody who's into like programming or coding or something, and they're like, I'm really good at this one particular thing. And I'm like, how many other people out there in the world are trying to learn this? You know, and they're like, oh, there's a lot of them, or at least in certain companies, like a lot of people have to have this database skill, or they need to learn to use this particular software. And it's cumbersome. It takes a long time to learn it. But because I've been using it for years, like I've developed these shortcuts, these hacks, these, these tips and tricks. So now there are a lot of platforms. There's Udemy, Skillshare, Creative Live, LinkedIn Learning, there's just to name a few. Um, where anybody can actually create a course that you know that's for sale, and so you can either offer the course, you can do personalized consultations, um, you can create like a podcast or a YouTube channel. Like, there's a lot of different mm -hmm. iterations you can go, but I think it starts by focusing on what is that knowledge and how can I make it specific. So it's not just like audio video production; it's more like okay. uh, you know I don't know exactly what like it is. How to, for, Sean, for example, but like how to outcome. make a music video. He could do how to make like sure. would that would that be specific enough? How to use your equipment at home to make a music video? I like, yeah, I like how you narrowed it down, actually. So I would say, you know, it's something like how to use, you know, $200 worth of equipment to make, you know, um, a hip-hop music video or make a country music video or something, just kind of getting it a little bit more specific and thinking about what people search for. So there, there are keyword tools, like Google has a free keyword planner that you can use and go and see, like, how many other people are searching for this and what are they actually searching for? Because it might be a little bit different than how I phrased it there. But when you can see like, oh, there's a lot of people searching for this term and there's not a lot of videos on YouTube or wherever else they're teaching it, that's kind of when you notice, oh, this is a good, this is a good opportunity. I like that tip because so many of us have tried to start these side businesses and I wonder if maybe the, the catch was that we tried to include everybody and then didn't really yeah, include anybody. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. No, I mean, I what I see through Side Hustle School is the more specific, the better. Like, the more narrow the, the, the focus, the better. And you end up, interestingly, serving other people. If, like, if you make it really specific, then, like, if you make that, that video about how to make a country music video, you're probably going to have, like, people who want to make a pop video watching the same thing and learning. But because it's, it's specific, um, it's, it's, it's going to draw in a lot more people than if it was just, like, here's how you make music videos. Well, so now here's the question. How did you come up with this career where you teach people <laughs> how to find other careers? How to how, what made yeah. you think? I think I could teach other people how to find their side hustle. Sure. Well, I guess for me, it started by I've never had any other kind of job besides side hustle. Like my whole life, um, you know, for for 20 years, I've been starting little entrepreneurial projects, and it it began because I wasn't good at working for other people, and I didn't want to be in an office, and I I wanted to to travel and you know, do things that were important to me. So I was an aid worker for several years in West Africa. Then I had a project where I was going to every country in the world. I wrote about that on my blog. And all along the way, like it's it's self-funded, you know, so I had to start little little projects and learn about how this works. And it began, you know, 20 years ago by selling things on online auctions, um, selling coffee that I imported from Jamaica and sold in the United States and Canada. And a lot of the stuff that I did 20 years ago is still completely possible and relevant today. Like everybody can sell, everybody has something in their house. Mm -hmm. this, is other, this is another thing. Like everybody has stuff in their closet that they're not using or in their dorm room or wherever they're watching from. There's something you can, you can sell on eBay or some other, other auction site. And by doing that, first you're gonna make a little bit of extra money, which is good, but then also you're gonna, you're gonna start acquiring some skills. Like when I started doing this, I had no idea how to do anything, but then I learned a little bit about copywriting and marketing and here's how to take better photos and, and all of that. And it, was, it just felt really exciting because it's not like I was following a passion necessarily. It's not like I was so passionate about selling like the video games from my closet or something, but I learned along the way and that was really exciting. The idea of freedom, the idea of setting my own schedule, that was just uh, like once you start doing that for a while, it's really hard to go back.
Well, yeah, you visited 193 countries. You know, most of us working these regular jobs are just trying to fit in uh -huh. like a road trip to Waco during our 10 days of uh -huh. vacation we accumulate <laughs> over two years. So, right. um, so yeah, that, that model is very enticing. When do people make mm. the transition? If their goal is to leave their full-time job mm -hmm. for their side hustle, yeah. when do they make yeah. the transition for that? How do you know you're ready to leave the security of a 401k mm -hmm. and your health insurance uh -huh. to pursue your side hustle full-time? Yeah, well, I mean, on that last point, I think you should ask yourself what really is secure, you know, what really is secure and what really is risky, because I think a lot of people understand now, oh, well, maybe a lot of jobs that I thought were secure are actually not so secure. And I actually think investing in yourself is, is the best security, because um, as you develop your skills yeah. and start different projects and diversifying your income, it's actually a, it, that, that's the safe way of doing it. I think people think it's risky, but that's the safe conservative model of, of like, I actually want to diversify my income and, and rely on myself as opposed to relying on my company or organization. But as for when you do it, as for when you make that switch, I think it's when your side hustle is bringing in enough money to you know, reliably provide for yourself, pay for your bills. It might not be replicating your day job income, but it's at least good enough that you can live off it. You can see, okay, for the next six months, I feel confident that I'm gonna have a certain amount of income. And then also maybe it's um, when you think, okay, if I actually spend more time on it, I can see a path from, from where I am now to, to it actually growing a lot if I only had more time to devote to it. So I think that's when you do it. It's not when you're feeling burned out. It's not when you're just trying to make a change. It's like you actually create that success where you are right now so that you have the option to do it in the future. And I also hear from people who develop pretty successful side businesses making several thousand dollars, sometimes even more every month. Um, but they still remain in their job just because they like their job. They like their social mm -hmm. component. They like what they're doing for their organization. And that's great too. But the point is like, if that ever changes, if that situation changes and it's not great, then they have something else to fall back on. Yeah, this has been, this has been really helpful. And I hope from what our audience can pull from this is just to mm -hmm. have the confidence if there's something inside of you mm -hmm. uh, that, that yeah. you, gosh, I've always wanted to have that side hustle, but you haven't had the confidence to do it. I love the advice about asking your friends and family, what am I good at? You know, what, what could I teach the world? And having the confidence to pursue that in your own authentic way. I think you've put it forward beautifully for us. As you know, this is called Second Shot. And, um, right. you know, we try to in infuse within people the idea that we all get a second shot from time to time, a third, a fourth, a fifth. I, I know I've had a, a, a lot of shots and I know you mm -hmm. have too. So yep. what's your right. best advice for somebody who is feeling right now like, man, I need that second shot in my life? I would say this is a time of opportunity. And there's a couple of different ways to think about what's happening in the world right now with all the different stuff that's going on. And it's very easy to become discouraged. It's very easy to feel anxious and worried. And you know, I acknowledge that, I think that's real. Uh, at the same time, you know, it gives us a chance to say, what do I really want for my life? What do I want to, to do? And what do I want to create for myself? And maybe I don't actually have all the answers, uh, but that's okay. I think we sometimes put too much pressure on ourselves to like, you need to find your life purpose. You know, when you're 20 years old, you need to like mm -hmm. make all these decisions. If you don't know what you're, you know, and that's okay. You don't have to even decide about the side hustle. It's not the project you're going to do for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be. It's just where can you go from, from where you are now to get a little bit closer, you know, to the, to the next thing. So, you know, Sean needs to make some, make a list of his ideas for his course. Anybody watching needs to think, what is that thing? They need to ask their friends, like you mentioned. Uh, whatever that next step is to believe in yourself more. I'm so glad you said that. And to realize that, you know, we can look back at this time a year from now and say 2020 in lots of ways, I wish I could just write that year off. But 
um, I used that time well, and I used that time to actually start this project that I had thought about for a long time and never did anything with, or, or maybe I got a new idea and I actually did something with it. So I want to remember that year because it ended up being good for me. That's my challenge or my encouragement. Beautifully put. Chris, I know I benefited from that answer. I hope everybody else did as well. Thank you, um, thank you for just sharing, sharing your gifts with the world and having the confidence to say, hey, I'm gonna teach everybody how to get their side hustle going. So let everybody awesome. know where they can find you, where they can find the books and everything like that. Awesome, well, thank you so much. Uh, it's a wonderful conversation. The new book is called The Money Tree. Um, you can find it wherever books are sold or at moneytreebook.com. And the podcast is Side Hustle School, wherever you listen to podcasts or sidehustleschool.com. And I am Chris Gillibo at, at social media or chrisgillibo.com. Chris, you rock. You are so, so good to us for sharing all of this information. You rock. Thank you, you guys, check him out. Yes, The Money Tree is out. He's written a billion other books. They are all of extreme value to the rest of us. Thank you for joining us for Second Shot Sit Downs. More online at secondshotpodcast.com.